0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time to talk football with Nick Ford. The University of Utah offensive lineman joins us every Monday morning on the Smart Rain Guest Line. It's no secret that Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Nick, good morning. Good
1: morning. How are you?
0: Okay. Curious how you are after the loss to BYU and a loss at, uh, you know, Kyle Winningham talked right after the game about losing the line of scrimmage. You know, we've heard a million times, nothing good can happen in the passing game of the running game if the offensive line doesn't perform. I'm wondering how much that wrecked your whole weekend, so to speak, to use an old line. Um,
1: you know, you can tell you with a grain of salt. Um, there's a lot of things uh, on film that was good. There's a lot of things on film that were bad. There's a lot of things that people on the outside don't understand that people on the inside do understand and, you know, give credit where it's due. And, uh, you know, it's on to the next week. Can't talk. Nobody feels sorry for us. And, you know, it's a disappointment and uh, definitely going to, improve from that
2: so you've already looked at the film obviously in a situation like that it's a late night saturday game what is your schedule like the next day and even into the beginning of the week to get to learn from it but yet to make sure that you're prepared going forward
1: yeah you know they give us uh sunday off sunday's a day off uh we have treatment recovery on sunday um uh, monday morning we get in and watch the film address what we need to address, uh, start getting to jump on, you know, the following week's film, and then we go from there, whether it's uh, conditioning or weightlifting, practice, uh, you know, it's all set out from there.
0: So I thought the offensive line, intermittently, there were some big plays, obviously, uh, there were some rushing yards piled up by Makai Bernard, so you did some good things, but the consistency was clearly an issue. What what happened there? Because it was just kind of fits and starts.
1: Uh, I think it was a combination of, uh, miscoms and also, uh, you know, them just having good calls to our, uh, our plays. Um, you know, that their stadium was loud a couple of times and I think it missed us maybe twice. Um, and then on top of that, uh, there are certain fronts that, you know, we couldn't block, whether it's, you know, we have empty protection, which means we got five guys they bring more than we actually have to block. And that kind of gets to my point of, you know, people on the outside, don't really understand offensive line play, or um, you know some type of twist or whatever where they're bringing more guys to a side than we actually have in the moment in time, and we gotta adjust on the fly. Um, you know, which we'll do a better job at. We're gonna address this week, uh, but you know, there's a lot of fundamentals and techniques that go on with the offensive line, which is uh, it's you know not seen by the average person.
2: Well, for sure, yeah. How much does Harding get involved in terms of the technical aspect to make sure that stuff is cleaned up?
1: Uh, he gets involved a ton, you know, he he saw the film, we all saw the film. We obviously know you know what no needs to be addressed, whether it's uh you know, a fundamental one on one block or, you know, a twist, uh a pick up whatever it may be, and uh that's one thing that he'll address when we go out to practice and we see it on film and he'll uh he'll get it instilled into us and fix it.
0: Well, to your point about nobody on the outside really understand what's going on, Kyle Whittingham has said it after multiple games, win or lose. The interior O-line thing is the hardest to see during the game, and he wants to see the film before he says definitive stuff. But now that you have, do you think it was, it's probably a mixture, but was it more guys getting beat in the one-on-one battles, or was it more the scheme stuff you
1: talk about? Uh, I think it was kind of split you know I think that uh you know some of the scheme we were put in that bad position where we had to adjust and at times we did and at times we didn't and then other times you know people just were miscomms or did um you know something slightly wrong and somebody tried to cover for somebody and you know ultimately that lost their responsibility because we'd much rather have um uh, you know a two three yard game than a tackle for a loss so I mean I think it's a good combination of both, and it's a it's a good lesson for everyone to learn from.
2: How set is the offensive line? Because we know that those guys that were in and out of the lineup, uh, and going forward, do you think that everything is squared away in terms of personnel?
1: Uh, I believe so. I mean, I know Coach Hardy will get the best that's out there. Um, you know whether that's uh you know shuffling the offensive line this week or keeping it the same. Uh, he's going to get whoever does the job the best uh, that particular week in the spot and play, and he's going to do it re- relatively quick. Um, I think that's, that's his biggest thing. And, um, you know, going into games and whatnot, he, he likes to have offensive lines set, so he'll find the right guys for the right job. You know, the game got
0: off to a bad start, but the Utes had a chance to take the lead there uh, late in the second quarter. You had a 4th and 2. If you convert it and score a touchdown, you probably go to the locker room up 14-10. But they stopped the 4th and 2, and then they drive the length of the field, and they go to the locker room up 16-7. So it's a huge swing. 4th and short's been an issue, and it was again. What what happens on 4th and short and uh, that goes wrong too often?
1: You know, it's everything. It's everything, and it's from... You know, you got a fourth four down and short is is not a pretty sight. If you if you run the ball, you know everyone's going to be right there. If you pass the ball, there's going to be a lot of pressure. You're going to win the one on ones. They're going to drop out of the pressure, and it's going to be tough to find it. Um, you know, it's risky territory. No one, you know, really knows about. You know, we study film and whatnot, and you see how people play. Um, that fourth and in particular, um, you know, the box was loaded. Um, it got loud, uh, that was one of the plays, there's a miscom and, um, you know, that miscom because the crowd noise and then uh, them loading the box on top of that. And, you know, they had the right play call calls for either ball carrier. And, you know, it was that, that play was a perfect example of, you know, there's miscoms, there was a uh, good scheme calling about other team. And, you know, ultimately the job didn't get done.
2: So now you move on to San Diego State, and interestingly, they are playing in Carson in the old, uh, Harbor area, right yeah. across the freeway from where you grew up. There, uh, how's that going to be? As far as this is going to be the ultimate home game for you, it's practically play, <laughs> practically played at Daniel's Field.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know about Daniel's Field. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, shoot, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. You know, uh, I'm not a type of person to get too hyped into playing home versus away, you know, it's, it's always awesome being able to have my family and friends for back home come support. And You know, my dad and friends already sent me a list of who wants to come, so it's going to be <laughs> cool to see, you know, a little contraband up there, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, and I'm there to do a job. I'm not there to, you know, have fun, so I can have fun afterwards, say hi, and say my goodbyes, because, you know, it's a, it's a business trip, so when I get out there, it's, it's all ball, and then I'll have you know, maybe like 30 minutes before I get on the plane back home.
0: (laughs) Well, there aren't very many teams that have ever played uh, a series of games, and they're playing two years' worth of home games two hours from campus. So there'll be plenty of seats available. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Everybody who wants in should be able to get in. For sure.
1: How many people will you have there? Oh, I think my list right now is at like 20-something growing
0: so what do you do? Do you get
2: tickets uh, from teammates? How's that work if, if they want to get freebies to get in?
1: Yeah, basically, you know, we get a lot of amount of tickets on our team. And you're lot to trade them throughout the team. And, you know, we take care of our seniors and juniors and help other people out, especially people from the area. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll just get some tickets and then have them come out. I'll sign their name and then it's good fun.
0: So have you watched much uh, San Diego State film yet? Do you know much about them?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, you know, we just get a little jump start on them. We see, you know, how their defensive front likes to play, what blitzes they like to bring. And, uh, you know, then uh, coaches go up and game plan, and then we go out to uh, practice and, you know, start instilling the things that they want to instill.
2: I don't really count last year as a full season. Obviously, it wasn't because of the situation. But the year before, you lost early. Now it's a conference game. BYU wasn't a conference game. But mm-hmm. from that point on, there seemed to be a refocus, and you didn't lose again in the regular season. You guys went 8-1. and one. Do you think that this is something that the BYU game, even though it's not a conference game, obviously it's an in-state game and a lot of emotion on that, that there actually can be some form of refocus to understand what's at stake going forward?
1: Uh, yeah, no, for sure. There's going to be a, a lot of refocus. I mean, a lot of the boys are already talking about it right now. And, um, you know, there's only there's only one way to not even, you know, get the taste out. But, uh, you know, dull you know, what happened on Saturday, and that's uh, go out and, you know, continue to do things that we need to get done. And uh, our ultimate goal is the Pac-12 championship. You know, we're taking that one week at a time. But we really understand that right now that's the only way to kind of like dull that taste. And really, that's the only uh, mindset that we have right now is that every single week we've got to go one on out um, to make it count.
0: It didn't look like there was the improvement from week one to week two that people would hope for or expect. Did you feel like there was, and if there wasn't, what has to be fixed so we're not having the same conversation after week three?
1: Uh, I feel like I feel like there was a good amount of improvement, but there was a lot of sticky situations, so we, you know that improvement wasn't being able to be seen. Um, you know, whether that's a, uh, game plan thing from us or them, you know, uh, a lot of, a lot of things get fixed, got fixed, but the, uh, you know, you, you see a new thing every single week. So, you know, previous, the previous, uh, wounds from the, uh, Weber State game, you know, though, those those doesn't really show back up in the next game, but we obviously had some other type of wounds come there. So, I mean, you know, you got to take every week with a grain of salt and, uh, that's what we got to do especially as a team is you know address those mistakes identify them and once you identify them at that point you need to fix those mistakes and those mistakes shouldn't show back up again so every mistake that we've made in Weaver we shouldn't make in uh, you know the game that we had the other day and you know we had uh, the other day we shouldn't make in San Diego State and they're on their fourth and that kind of brings back to your point of you know you had that one loss uh, non conference and then going one and that's kind of you know, how you do that, you build off of, you know, your mistakes and just get better. Otherwise, if you have recurring mistakes, that is that is what is worrisome.
2: Yeah, for sure. Now, and obviously it wasn't the outcome that the Utes wanted, but just from the fun standpoint, how fun is it to play in a stadium with so much hype, 65,000 people, blah, 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 all the emotion that mm-hmm. goes into that?
1: Uh, You know, it's, it's fun for sure. Like, I'm not going to lie. Um like you said, you know, it sucks, and that's not the outcome we wanted, but that's that's a memory I'm going to have for life. It's a memory everyone's going to have for life. Um, you know, props to them. I give credit where it's too. You know, they, they finally broke the streak, and, you know, that's, that's good for them. Me me personally and, you know, a couple of my teammates were 3-1, and one not to, you know, rain on their parade or anything, but they had an awesome game. Um, looking at, you know, the players, I know some of them. I mean, Samson Nakua, for example, big props to that guy. You know, he was talking a lot of smack and said, oh, I'm here to beat the streak. And, you know, he did it. And I ain't, you know, I don't hate him. I ain't got no hate for him. That's my brother. I love him. You know, we'll always be friends. And that's probably something we're going to joke about, you know, years down the road. Um, and it's definitely, it's definitely memories. And, you know, it's bittersweet for sure.
0: Well, Nick, we appreciate a few minutes this morning. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you again next Monday morning after you've, uh, Gone home and played in front of all those friends and family.
1: For sure. Appreciate it.
0: Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, obviously the adrenaline and all the
2: emotion was so strong and they're going to have to generate some of their own because, you know, expecting San Diego State fans to drive two hours to go see a game, probably not going to happen. No. Uh, as it hasn't. Uh, and But yet, that's the situation. So I wouldn't think, what... 10,000 people, maybe? Tops?
0: Tops. Five. Five? Five. So you're going to... Basically a Mexico, dead atmosphere. New Mexico State, it's the opener, so it's exciting, but it's New Mexico State. So yeah, but they're no not going to have anybody. Whatsoever. They're not going to bring anybody, and, and it does depend on how many Ute fans show well, up. Well, there's going to be
2: a bunch of Southern Californians and California people on that are on the team. Their families are all going to go. Yes. This is going to be the one time you
0: can... All right, maybe, bring, seven, bring, maybe seven or bring eight. Bring them all. Maybe seven or eight. No, High literally, school coaches. Literally, yes. And, literally, there will be seats for everybody. Yeah. The yeah, place yeah. will not be half full. Right. I can't believe that. So I'm expecting that there might be
2: the rare home game, away game, I mean, in which you have the majority of the fans.
0: Could easily happen. Because I'd have to count them up. The very definition of a smattering of people, and it does feel like when the camera pans the crowd on a punt... Or something like that—that that you can count the individual people. I mean, there was nobody there for New Mexico State. Well, when Chip Kelly's saying, "Where are the people?" You know, this will be the biggest <laughs> crowd San Diego State has ever drawn in Carson <laughs> since they had no people last year and a smattering for New Mexico State. How many games did they play there last year, though? What Three is, or four, is, they, but they that didn't. Many? But they yeah. didn't have people. I mean, last year was their New Mexico count. Yeah, I got it. Right. Yeah, I understand that. So I, attendance I, I, was. Maybe they let in family and that, so maybe they had two hundred well, people or did. whatever.
2: Nobody did, so it yeah. doesn't really count, right? So it actually worked out; it wasn't as bad for them. With the, S- the pandemic last year,
0: they actually rushed the whole stadium thing to take advantage of that silver lining. Oh, it's we're for not sure. going to have yeah, anybody. For sure. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It was. Otherwise, it probably would have been one more year. But they they sped everything up, and that's
2: great. That's great for the program to get it back to where uh, they need to be. There, obviously, uh, get that stadium going and get finished uh, for the program. But uh, yeah, I expect a lot of Ute fans there. They're going to have to generate their own emotion. And I wonder here. I think they'll 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 be fine, and I would suspect they win. I don't know that. I thought they would win last week. But I wonder, like, for we've seen in the past, definitely have seen it, it was tangible, the big game, and then the next game being flat. And I can remember that the, we went down to Tempe, and the Utes just got rolled by the yeah, Sun Devils. after that. They had that right. big emotional win against the Utes. And I'm wondering if the Cougars, they've got a guard against that. Now it's at home, so it's a little different. And I suspect you should have, I don't know what the crowd should be, but
0: I suspect you should have 60,000 people, right? At least. Why not sell it out? Why not? This I is agree. what you've been waiting for. There's a ton of momentum. They of were selling that stadium out 40 years ago, and there were there's double or triple the people living in Utah County alone now. There's so many people who can snap up those tickets. And that's a great game. They're both nationally ranked. They're both 2 and 0. Oh. For the old timers, it's a school you got history, now you'd have to be a pretty solid old timer to have some history with them. Oh, I hated BYU when I was eight, like 8, 9 years old. You you did not. <laughs> <laughs> you were in New Jersey and you didn't even know. You didn't follow either school. <laughs> but if I did, I would have. <laughs> You followed Notre Dame, and you read about Rutgers, and that's, that's it. I wonder what this Rutgers thing is. They don't seem to win very much. <laughs> Kid turned sports page. All right, DJ and PK. LendRight Mortgage will be live Friday morning right here on our show to help you get the lowest rates on your new mortgage or to refinance. Listen Friday morning and visit LendRightMortgage.com for more information. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone. Blake Anderson, Aggie football coach, coming up at 9.30. Another come-from-behind win. Another double-digit deficit. And another victory for the Aggies with a big rally late. We will talk with him about starting slow and finishing fast at 9.30. More reaction from Ute and Cougar fans to the rivalry game next. Stay with us.